Our loving Father in heaven, praise, glory, honor, adoration be unto your name for giving us this blessing and privilege to be among the living today. May your name be highly exalted. May all blessings, honor be unto you now and forevermore. Lord in heaven, the first gift we want for you from you today is that you would grant us the gift of your spirit. Consecrate us to your service through your spirit, O Lord. Give us power, power to become sons of God. As we go through our reading for today, our devotion, we pray that through your spirit we shall get understanding, that through your spirit we shall be impressed with the important truths for this time, and help us, Lord, to speak words that will be a blessing to all who would listen to us. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, March 31 The Closer, the Safer Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. James chapter 4 verse 8 Draw nigh to God. How? By secret, earnest examination of your own heart. By childlike, heartfelt, humble dependence upon God. Making known all your weakness to Jesus. And by confessing your sins. We cannot draw nigh to God and behold His loveliness and compassion without realizing our defects and being filled with a desire to rise higher. And he will draw nigh to you. The Lord will draw nigh to him who confesses to his brethren the wrongs he has done them and then comes to God in humility and contrition. He who feels his own danger is on the watch lest he shall grieve the Holy Spirit and then draw away from God because he knows that he is not pleased with his course of action. How much better and safer it is to draw nigh to God, that the pure light shining from his word may heal the wounds that sin has made in the soul. Closer we are to God, the safer we are. For Satan hates and fears the presence of God. Draw nigh to him by prayer, by contemplation, by reading his word. When he draws nigh to you, he lifts up for you a standard against the enemy. Let us take courage, for the enemy cannot pass this standard. If we draw nigh to God individually, then don't you see what the result will be? Can't you see that we will draw nigh to one another? We cannot draw nigh to God and come to the same cross without our hearts being blended together in perfect unity, answering the prayer of Christ that they may be one as he is one with the Father. And therefore, 
we should seek in spirit, in understanding, in faith, that we may be one, that God may be glorified in us, as he is glorified in the Son, and that God shall love us as he loves the Son. The soul that loves God loves to draw strength from him by constant communion with him. When it becomes the habit of the soul to converse with God, the power of the evil one is broken, for Satan cannot abide near the soul that draws nigh to God. Amen. The title of our devotion is The Closer, The Safer. And I would like to begin by thanking God for all the lessons that we have been learning throughout the month. This will be the last one on this month. And if you notice, there have been well-chosen lessons, well-chosen devotions with topics that lead in a particular direction. The first half of the month, we're looking at how to climb the ladder to Christ Jesus, how to grow in grace, how to reach the top of the ladder and become perfect in Christ. And for the second part of the month, we began by looking at the cause of all our woes. And we have been trying to see through all the devotions how to gain the victory over sin from a different perspective. And we have seen various ways how sin comes into the life and how uh, it affects us, what it does to us. And we've also seen how the devil works. We had at least three or four devotions where we went behind the scenes. We saw the struggle of unseen forces, the angels of God and the and Satan and his angels and how they work. And we have been given insight to all these things. A lot of tips has been given to us on, as to how to gain the victory over sin and how to break the power of Satan, how to, how to rise up from our uh, dirt and evil behavior and bad habits. We've seen so much about that and even the mind we looked a bit about the mind but i believe next month we'll go deeper into how to deal with the mind in conclusion now as to how to break the power of satan the cause of all our woes being seen and how to gain the victory how to ensure that we do not remain in our sins in conclusion to that we are looking at this devotion that is titled the closer the safer once more god wants to give us another secret tip on how to break the power of sin. If you recall, when we looked at the cause of all our woes and some other devotions from them in March, March 15 and 16 thereabout, we read in the Bible in Proverbs chapter 4, reading Proverbs 5 rather, reading verse 21, 22, there we saw something really, really important for us about the nature of sin. We saw that the Bible said his own iniquity himself itself shall hold the sinner and he shall be held with the cords of his sin. Meaning that every sin we commit has more power to hold us down so that we cannot get the victory. Satan has power. Sin has power. But since that day we were looking, up, looking at how to break it. And we've seen many ways. But today God wants to tell us another way to look at it and how we can break the power of satan 
and that's the title of today's devotion that close at the sefer james 4 verse 8 says draw nigh to god and he will draw nigh to you cleanse your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts ye double-minded i would also like to link this to the devotion where we studied god's part and mind here god is telling us our part once again he's telling us what we are to do and i always like to remember that whatever we do cannot be compared to what god will do for us remember the story of joshua how god told him he was going to give him the victory that day and joshua went to fight with all his might with all his mental capacity strategizing being tactical and fought and he was by his effort he was gaining something but the bible tells us that god rained hailstones in that battle and the ones who were destroyed by the lord were far much more than what joshua destroyed the lesson is that when we put our efforts god will multiply our efforts for us he will do far more than whatever we can do but we need to show that we are serious by putting our efforts today god is telling us another effort that we should put in and that effort is draw nigh to god and he the result is he will draw nigh to you so we are going to look at how to draw nigh to god and the results of drawing nigh to god in this reading our high calling page 96 paragraph 2 it says draw nigh to god how by secret earnest examination of your own heart by childlike heartfelt humble dependence upon god making known all your weaknesses to jesus and by confessing your sins I think it's quite spelled out there. So you need to examine yourself. How much of this do I do? When was the last time I examined my life? Because here it says by confessing your sins. How can you confess your sins when you do not examine your life? There must be secret, heartfelt self-examination of our hearts. We shouldn't just go into prayer. Immediately we want to just go into prayer. No examine yourself know what you are going to say to god know what you are coming to him to confess because prayers are also times to confess our sins but you cannot confess when you do not review your life and understand where you have gone wrong and you don't you cannot know where you have gone wrong if you have not studied the word of god enough to know what is right and what is wrong so how do we draw nigh to god like it says here we first of all need to secretly humbly earnestly examine our hearts and when we say humbly to be humble means to submit to god humble dependence upon god means that we submit to his every direction not arguing with him and a humble person doesn't argue with the one who is telling him do this or do that humility is obedience a humble person is obedient so to draw nigh to god we need to study our hearts earnestly know wherein we are wrong confess our sins and another way to draw nigh to god is by of course we've just seen that now by prayer by contemplation by reading his word it's just like i've said earlier there's no way we can go into prayer if we have not studied the word of god we cannot know what god requires of us and know where we have gone wrong so we cannot know what to confess so what does it mean to draw nigh to god meditation of his word that is the word you have studied let your mind chew upon it dwell on it brood on it think on it and bring out lessons from the word of god the stories you read in the bible pray 
for God to grant you of his Holy Spirit so that you can draw out deep and good spiritual lessons from it. The more you fill your mind with the word of God, the more purified your reasoning becomes. You know, sometimes, some of us, we, we find that we have perverted reasoning. Do you know what perverts our reasoning? Too much of <coughs> watching of Bollywood and Nollywood and Hollywood. We watch superstitious things on television. And this, and it gives us a superstitious reasoning. So that when we go to the scriptures, we read things and also reason superstitiously. We need to stop corrupting our minds with the worldly wisdom with the worldly sentiments and customs the more we corrupt our minds and pervert our imagine our, our, our minds as in perverting our reasoning corrupting our imagination with the 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 things of this world it will be more difficult for us to comprehend the things of god we may pick our bible and wrest it away from its true meaning i've heard people read bible passages and interpret it in such a superstitious way or with a lack of good reasoning and sound judgment that it does not benefit them. So when we say study the word, you need to prepare your mind to study by taking away all the rubbish, all the evil music, bad movies, bad books that you are reading so that they do not come in the way. Because when you read those things, remember that God said, Jesus said, John 6, 63, that the words he speaks are spirit and life. And then when you are listening to the words of the serpent himself, what are they? They are also spirit. If you are listening to his words, he's possessing you with his spirit. Then when you study the word of God, there is a conflict because you've opened yourself for the devil to enter in through the music, the books, the the, the movies and all other programs that we all or activities. It may not even be books, just activities we engage in. We open ourselves for him to come in. I think we've studied a lot of that before today, of how the devil comes in, how we give place to the devil. So do not give place to the devil because it, it perverts and corrupts your study of the word of God. Because when you have exposed yourself to ungodly things, your interpretation of the word of God will likely, most likely be perverted. But as more, the more you spend time with God, the more he purifies your imagination, the more he gives you sound judgment to understand his word properly and better. So, to draw near to God, we must pick our Bibles and read it. Then after reading, meditate upon it and contemplate it. Make decisions and ask yourself what God requires of you. By dwelling on these thoughts and these themes, think about the resurrection of Jesus, the crucifixion. Dwell on it. Talk about it. By doing these things, you are drawing near to God. Have discussions with your friends and let your discussions border on things and themes that are contained in the word of God. Think about the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross and ask yourself what it took for him to do that. Sometimes we do not allow our minds to think deep. Let me give you an example. Many of us read the story of Job but we do not think deep enough to understand that the, to fill in the gaps in Job's, Job's uh, story. Do we not? Many of us do not understand when Job lost all that he lost that day. Do you remember? Do you think? Do you understand that Job actually buried his children? Many of us just hear of, oh, he this and that happened. But you can fill in the gap and contemplate how did Job relate after this? He must have gone out of there and gone to the spot where everything happened, where the fire came down from heaven and destroyed his properties. He would have gone to examine it. He would have gone to the place where his children 
the body, the, the building fell upon them and excav- removed the rubbish and bring out the bodies of his children and bury them one by one. And with the time, by the time he contemplated these things, even the burying of his servants, and there was a most likely a funeral done for them, you will see that you are now thinking deeply about what the word of God says. You will better be able to relate to the situation of Job. I'm just giving you an example of how what it means to contemplate and meditate on the word of God. Another way to draw near to God is, as we read here, by confession of our faults one to another. James chapter 4 also says the same thing. Confess your faults one to another. James 5 rather. Confess your faults one to another. We are told here. The Lord will draw nigh to him who confesses to his brethren the wrongs he has done them and then comes to God in humility and contrition. Like I said in the book of James chapter 5 reading from verse verse 15 or verse 16 rather it says confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much the bible actually tells us to confess our faults one to another not confess our sins now that means you have done wrong to a brother one thing that helps us draw near to God now is that we go and confess our faults. When you've done wrong, tell somebody, tell the person, I'm sorry. You're not asking for forgiveness of sins. You're confessing your faults. Letting the person know that you have understood your wrong and that you are sorry for it. But your sins, of course, is confessed to God. That is where you get forgiveness. Human beings cannot forgive. Only God forgives because all our sins are done against God's. God. Our faults, of course, against man too. But we draw near to our brethren and we also draw near to God. We cannot draw near to God while neglecting the slights that we do one to another. We should understand that no one can have peace with God when he has a quarrel with his brethren, when you know you did wrong to someone. So do not neglect to confess your faults to your brethren because when you do that, you draw near to God. It shows you have humility and that humility when you take it to God and confess your sins, he will listen to you. So, while doing this, something is happening. The Bible says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. After studying the word of God, you will see subject matter for prayer. You will see your lack. You will see your, the things that you do not have. By the time you study the life of Jesus, study all these characters I'm talking about, you see their mistakes, you see where they did very well and you, it will be a challenge to you which gives, takes you on your knees to pray to God, either confessing your sins or asking for grace and power to make you live up to what you have studied. By doing these things, which is studying the word of God, meditating and contemplating on it, which leads you to prayer, confession of sins and asking for grace and power, something is happening. The promise is that anyone who does this draw nigh to God. The promise is, and he will draw nigh to you most wonderful promise indeed do you understand what it means for god to draw nigh to you that your presence your environment rather will be filled with the presence of the most high god wow do you want god to be around you do you want your environment to be pervaded with retinue of heavenly angels legions of angels around you Do you want 
the Lord God himself and his presence to be in your environment, then what are you doing? Are you studying? Are you drawing near to him? Because the promise is you draw near to him and he will draw near to you. It sounds very easy to do that my environment will be filled with the presence of God. All I need to do is be careful to put away from me all the rubbish that chases away the presence of the Holy Spirit which I have mentioned before. Then, be careful to engage in activities that invite the presence of God and His holy angels which I have just listed. The result is that He will draw nigh to us. Much more, the result is that Satan cannot endure the presence of God. Do you want the, 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 the demons to go away? Do you want your environment to be a blessing to everyone? You know we all carry an influence with us wherever we go. We carry with us our own influence. Our influence is dependent on who has been spending time with us. There are people who come around us and there is an aura around them. You can see that this person has the presence of God with him or this person, his presence can invite the wrong influences of demons around me. Why? It all depends on what we have been doing, what we have been engaging in. When I go to watch football and I'm there shouting and losing myself, oh, they are playing and I'm engaged and engrossed in these plays and sports. I am driving away the presence of God from me and I'm inviting so deeply the presence of evil angels. I am not drawing nigh to God. I'm drawing far from Him. I'm drawing away from Him. There was a devotion we led, I think yesterday, that talked of presumption and not just yesterday, other ones we saw about not placing ourselves in danger unnecessarily. We go, there are places we go to that God does not send us to and when we go to such places God leaves us alone in all the games and sports and all of that God is not in it God is not in it I already know I already uh, take it for granted that you understand all the entertainment industry and all of that that God is not in it and whenever we engage in this is that God is not in it we are not drawing near to God we are going far from him and the more we go far from him we are tempting the devil to tempt us and he claims us we give him a place and he takes advantage of it and we have studied devotions that shows us the struggle of unseen forces. It is difficult to come out of such things. So, let us not draw away from God by the activities in which we engage in. Let us draw near to God. Another thing I want to tell us is, even in your secular duties, be careful. Some of us invite the presence of God only in spiritual things. No, be careful. Remember Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. It is not just in overcoming sin that without him you cannot do some of us will say oh without christ can do nothing only when we come to the struggle with sin no in that work you are doing in your office whatever you are an engineer a doctor whatever you are remember that you need to depend on god because when we do not depend on god and draw near to him in our secular activities we make a huge huge mistake going through the day whether you are doing a surgery or you are repairing an electronic equipment or you're developing something on your system whatever work you're teaching in school whatever work you do without inviting the presence of god 
you are trying to do it in your own strength and something happens through the day you lose the presence of god you are not in connection with him and when you don't have this vital connection i believe you've read that devotion one time in zap ages that talked about it or also in the book from heaven with love we saw where we were told that without a vital connection with god moment by moment it may seem as if we are on the side of the lord but satan is going to get us at last and we will do his bidding why because we lost the vital connection with heaven and how do we lose it by depending on ourselves while we are doing our secular activities do you think you are already good at something do not think that because you are so good at it you will not call the presence of god while doing that thing pray draw near to god no matter how good you are you at the job you do no matter how good you think you are still pray and draw near to god ask for strength do not depend on yourself the moment you begin to depend on yourself and for hours you are without god doing this work doing that work not meditating in your heart not asking god to help you whatever you are doing you are creating a gap you are going to be clean but empty remember what jesus said that when a demon leaves and he comes and finds the house again clean and empty he goes and calls seven more demons worse than himself and the state of that person becomes worse than it was before many times we become clean and empty because of secular work not because secular work is bad but many times we are doing it without god we are not meditating upon god we are not drawing near to god while in our secular activities draw near to god in your secular activities do not be self-confident do not depend on self no matter how good you are you may have you may have been doing the work for years and you have it has become second nature to you to do it do not depend on yourself still draw near to god pray meditate depend on god no matter how good you are david was a man who was strong in battle and so was joshua but you see something about them humble dependence on god they never depended on their strength like saul who thinks that oh because he's so strong he'll just go and fight without calling the presence of god but david no matter how strong in battle he was same with joshua they always required and prayed for strength from god it is the secret to success that we have seen earlier that you fight and make efforts as though all the success depended on your effort and pray so much as though all the success depended on god you don't walk 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 and forget to pray you would not succeed if you walk 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 and thinking that all the success depends on how good you are and how much work you put in you will not succeed you have to do the two walk yes as though all the success depended on your working but don't forget to draw near to god in prayer as though all the success depended on that prayer and the result will be that god will draw near to us and not only that the power of satan will be broken we are told if we draw nigh to god individually then don't you see what the result will be can't you see that we will draw nigh to one another we cannot draw nigh to god and come to the same cross without our hearts being blended together in perfect unity answering the prayer of christ that they may be one as he is one with the father now the question is what does this mean that we draw nigh to god and then we have perfect unity i just listen to the next statement now it says and therefore we should seek in spirit in understanding in faith that we may be one that god may be glorified in us as he is glorified in the son and that god shall love us as he loves the son 
Therefore, you find out that when we all individually, wherever we are, are drawing near to God, and we've talked about that, studying the Bible, contemplating, following it humbly, giving obedience to every word of God, not selecting one and dropping the other, you find out that when we meet each other, we are already perfectly united because we have the same understanding, the same faith. I have met people who I have not known them for all my life and in just one day, because of the same faith, same understanding, this person where he has been or where she has been, studying the word of God has been drawing nigh to God. I also have been doing the same thing so that when we meet in just one day, it seems as if we are perfectly united. And this is why it is important for us to have the same understanding. When we do not have the same understanding of the word of God, we cannot be united, we cannot be one. We need to be yoked to the same person, which is Jesus Christ. If you are yoked to Christ and I am yoked to Christ, we are yoked to one another. We are not unequally yoked. The reason there is so much division among Christianity is because of this same thing. When we are not studying the word of God and drawing near to him, having the perfect understanding of his word, there will be division. Because somebody is not drawing near to God in humility. Some try to draw near to God and like I've said earlier, where our minds are perverted, we cannot understand the word of God as we should, be wrested from his true meaning. But somebody else is getting the true meaning so that when the two of them come together, you find out that there is division because this one has been perverting the mind with cultural superstitions, with the, the, the things you learn in the, in the movies and he cannot understand the word of God properly so that he cannot be united with someone who is studying and humbly obeying the word of God. So you see that the result of drawing near to God is that we, as children of God, Christians, will be one. The final quote here in 96 paragraph 7 says, The soul that loves God loves to draw strength from him by constant communion with him. When it becomes the habit of the soul to converse with God, the power of the evil one is broken. For Satan cannot abide near the soul that draws nigh to God. Amen. This is how the power of Satan is broken. But remember, drawing near to God has to become a habit. Not something you do once and then you forget to do it again. If you are not, if it hasn't become a habit, then you will give the place to the devil. Yesterday in the last sentence we read, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resistance must be firm and steadfast. We lose all we gain if we resist today only to yield tomorrow. So if resistance and drawing near to God has not become a habit, we will lose all we gain. So let us make it a habit and gain this blessing. May that be our experience in Jesus' name. Amen. The reading says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. James 4 verse 8. Draw nigh to God. How? By secret, earnest examination of your own heart childlike, heartfelt, humble dependence upon God, making known all your weakness to Jesus and by confessing your sins. See, we've been told to pray by friends and families. So, but today the reading is telling us why we need to pray and how to pray. And the devotion is giving more input to us on how 
our prayer life is to be structured see here is the science of prayer prayer and faith are closely allied and they need to be studied together in the prayer of faith there is a divine science it is a science that everyone who will make his life work a success must understand you see the prayer is key in the hand of faith to unlock heaven's storehouse where are treasured the boundless resources of omnipotence you understand we just read from the book prayer page four you understand that prayer is key in the hand of faith so faith is like a hand and if you meet a locked door a door that is closed you want to open it you try to open it but the door is locked that's faith now is the hand the, the hand needs key in it and that's prayer prayer hand prayer key hand faith helps to open the door that's the science we have to make a conscious a strategic plan to pray you understand that the disciples saw jesus walked on water they saw him raise the dead they saw all the miracles he did but they did not say master teach us to do these miracles but when they saw him pray they have never seen anything like that that was the greatest miracle they they witnessed and experienced and they said master teach us to pray if jesus will pray he who had no weakness the strongest the fittest of men if he will pray what about us living today and he gave us insight on the the need to pray when he said he who desires to build a tower what is this man who wants to build a tower that will not first sit down and count the cost or what about the the king that wants to go to war against another king he having 10000 soldiers against the king that has 20000 will not check whether he can successfully engage in battle with somebody who is stronger than him we have a lifelong conflict with satan he's a, the true enemy if jesus is counseling us that we need to check to evaluate our decisions the things we do every day whether we can with all those activities successfully engage in battle with the enemy friends we need to make times to, to how to pray let me share with you some of the strategies i have developed see i read in the bible where peter will go into the synagogue at around the third hour and another time the sixth hour so you see the pattern is a three hour space they will pray this um public prayer where they'll go to meet in places to pray and so we need to set out those times and see whether we can set an alarm that will remind us to be praying if daniel will pray three times what about us living today so maybe we need to increase the number of times we pray and it's not like you, you apart from those prayers you will not maintain a secret connection with heaven but those times are reminding you that you need to go out find a quiet spot and maybe in a few minutes you pray to go to get the habit to put you in the mood of prayer however all that prayer will avail nothing if we have plans not to do away with sin so that's the problem with drawing nigh unto god 
So your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. Mm, Proverbs 28 verse 9, So he that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be abomination. Draw now to God, to be like-minded with God. Genesis chapter 2 verse 19, He says, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he will call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Adam was like-minded with God until sin broke that communion. As soon as Adam went against an express command, what did he do? He ran away and hid himself. Instead of drawing nigh to God, we run away from God because of sin. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded, James says. Draw nigh to God by secret prayer. Earnest examination of your own heart by childlike, heartfelt, humble dependence upon God. The soul that loves God loves to draw strength from Him by constant communion with Him. When it becomes the habit of the soul to converse with God, the power of the evil one is broken. Hallelujah. For Satan cannot abide near the soul that draws nigh unto God. But God speaking through the prophet says, As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. Hosea 4 verse 7. He said, My people ask counsel at their stocks, and their staff declare it unto them. For the spirit of whoredoms had caused them to err, and they have gone a whoring from under their God. They sacrifice upon the tops of the mountains and burn incense upon the hills, under oaks and poplars and elms, because the shadow thereof is good. Therefore your daughters shall commit whoredoms, and your spouses shall commit adultery. I will not punish your daughters when they commit whoredoms, nor your spouses when they commit adultery, for they for themselves are separated with whores and they sacrifice with harlots. Therefore the people that do not understand shall fall. You see, the God is using the language of... The, look, think about yourself as a spouse, seeing your, your other half committing adultery, going after other people. With all you've done for them, even the, the prophet who God ordered to go and marry a harlot, see, of all he provided for her, after giving birth, she will go back to harlotry, and see that kind of thing we did, we do to God today. So they indulge themselves in the delights of senses, to hold up their hearts, but they shall find that they take away their hearts. Whoredom, wine, and new wine take away the heart. Or we may find that drunkenness and uncleanness are sins which beset and infatuate men, weaken and enfeeble them. They take away both the understanding and the courage. And so the, the prophet pled, he was pleading with the people, he said, Come, let us return unto the Lord, for he had turned and he will heal us. 
he had smitten and he will bind us up. It was in the mount with God that Moses beheld the pattern of that wonderful building that was to be the abiding place of his glory. It is in the mount with God and the secret place of communion that we are to contemplate his glorious ideal for humanity. In all ages, through the medium of communion with heaven, God has worked out his purpose for his children by unfolding gradually to their minds the doctrines of grace. His manner of imparting truth is illustrated in the words, His going forth is prepared as the morning. So you see that morning by morning, God is calling us, reminding us, giving us opportunity to return unto Him in prayer. So you see, it's not about whether you go to church or you give your tithe. In fact, in chapter 6, it says, I have seen an horrible thing in the house of Israel. There is the whoredom of Ephraim. Israel is the father. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. So God is, it is you that he wants, not the gift. And so although he's not rejecting the gift, but the giver, he wants us to give ourselves to him. Withdraw now, not send our gift, let us send ourselves to him. The many sacrifices of the Jews and the flowing of blood to atone for sins for which they felt no true repentance was ever repugnant to God. He spoke through Micah, saying, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath shown thee, O man, what is good and what that the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Costly gifts and a semblance of holiness cannot win the favor of God. He requires for his mercies a contrite spirit, a heart open to the light of truth, love, and compassion for our fellow men, and a spirit refusing to be bribed through avarice or self-love. The priests and the rulers were destitute of these essentials to God's favor, and their most precious gifts and gorgeous ceremonies were an abomination in his eyes. The punishment of Sodom and Gomorrah will be light in comparison with that of those who have had great light and precious opportunities and have been earthly minded, corrupt in thoughts and practices, and have not purified their souls by obeying the truth. If we really love the Lord, we will seek to commune with him see love communication in every relationship is key to love if we talk less with him we're breaking off the union with him so it's not hard to pray if love isn't it so the son we do, we need to talk about jesus and and really pray pray that we begin to pray like him he said, the, the one altogether lovely and the chiefest among ten thousands. Oh, how his glory is deemed by his professed 
followers because they are earthly minded, disobedient, unthankful and unholy. How shamefully is the Lord Jesus kept in the background. How is his mercy, his forbearance, his long suffering and his matchless love veiled and his honor be clouded by the perversity of his professed followers. Second manuscript 162. So you see that we we have a battle in our hands and we need to draw nigh to God. We need to go close to him because in him is safety. See our our safety is not in the absence of danger because you you look around you everything seems calm. But the battle is spiritual and so our, our safety is in the presence of God. So let us prayerfully begin to commune with God until we maintain that vital connection. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. We thank you, loving Father, for this wonderful lesson you've taught us today and every other lesson we've been learning on how to gain the victory and break the power of sin and Satan in our lives. We pray, Father, that all we have learned, that by your grace shall be kept in our minds. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, Lord, that he may fulfill what you have said he will do to bring to our remembrance all the things you have said, to convict us of sin and righteousness and judgment. Grant us power through thy Spirit to live the life that you want us to live. Thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.